Welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm Chris, and today I'm going to walk you through an example of how to use the Ethereum Logic App Connector uh, to interact with the Cosmos database. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've done uh, several demos of how to use the Logic App Connectors uh, to do various things with uh, databases. You've seen some examples of how to interact with uh, SQL Server databases, uh, MySQL, PostgreSQL. Uh, today's example, we're going to go a little bit deeper and spend more time with the Logic Apps themselves. Um, the scenario that we're going to walk through, uh, I think, is a great end-to-end -end scenario marrying two, um, I think, very um, interesting use cases. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about IoT uh, and some IoT scenarios um, and how those are interacting with the blockchain. Specifically, we're going to walk through a cold chain scenario uh, using the refrigerated transport um, contract that you have available uh, for either Workbench or in the Logic, uh, sorry, in the Blockchain uh, Developer Kit. We're going to walk through how to tie those two scenarios together. Um, let's go ahead and actually let's jump just a little bit into Cosmos uh, and start looking at the data, uh, and then I'll talk about how these are all connected together. So here, uh, you see here on the screen um, my Cosmos DB instance, uh, and on screen you see there's ten records um, that have been sort of uploaded to this. Now, in the IoT space, uh, or the IoT uh, supply chain and, and cold chain scenario, you have a number of options of how you want to look at data. Uh, you can look at data um, in kind of a real-time basis. You can look at that telemetry stream as it's coming in, uh, and that's a very common, very popular use case. Um, but just as common and very popular is looking at data as it comes in over time. Uh, I think the supply chain, cold chain scenario uh, is a great example of this. Oftentimes, you don't want to look at any instantaneous value from a sensor. Uh, you want to look at it over time. You want to see, you know, was the the smart contract I had uh, against transporting of my ice cream, transporting of my pharmaceuticals, uh, were the, the boundaries, the minimum and the maximum temperature, minimum, maximum humidity, vibration, any of those contractual barriers, boundaries, uh, were those um, adhered to? And um, what was the average over that time? So in the example we're going to walk through today, rather than looking at real-time data coming in from IoT Hub, uh, we're looking at snapshots of data over time. And you see here I have a number of snapshots. Uh, this is a good example of real data coming from IoT Hub, um, real demo data, meaning uh, you have all of the normal decoration that IoT Hub puts on, on, on data coming in, uh, and then you have what is effectively the telemetry stream underneath it, right? I have... Uh, temperature in degrees C, I have relative humidity, um, I can have anything coming in this. And this really starts talking to some of the interesting parts of this scenario and why we're using Cosmos for this. Cosmos as a schemaless database um, is a great place to store this kind of data where the incoming telemetry um, isn't super well suited to uh, a SQL type, uh, uh, MySQL type of database. Uh, the schema coming in changes quite often, uh, isn't necessarily uh, well uh, harmonized amongst my network. This is a great example of being able to support that, but supporting that at global scale and supporting that with uh, really sort of fast queries and, and sort of great flexibility. Uh, and you see here these 10 records are really largely the same. The only thing that really changes is like the timestamp. So these did come in at different times. And you see on the screen below, temperature and humidity sort of changing uh, semi-randomly. Um, so this is the incoming data, again, all stored in a data set. Uh, and now I want to query this data and I want to look at this data um, and start understanding it. Now, in this example, we've simplified this only to look at one particular thing. We're going to look at the temperature in, in, in degree C and we're going to do an average on this. Now, the way we've approached doing an av average here uh, is to use a SQL stored procedure. 
Uh, one of the great things about um, Cosmos DB uh, and Azure is I have a lot of shortcuts to create um, very common tasks. Like for example, I have this new stored procedure shortcut. Uh, when you press that button, you get 99% of the scaffolding that you see on screen here. Uh, the only thing we had to change for this demo, uh, in fact, the only code we wrote for the entire um, example that we're walking through here is to change the SQL query that was scaffolded out for us. Uh, I think the original query was select star from table, basically. Uh, you see here we're actually only selecting a certain uh, value from that uh, JSON uh, store, and we're creating an average uh, over those 10 records. Uh, you see here, just to give you the answer, uh, our previous run, uh, as we were testing this, says of those 10 records, your average temperature is about 2.8 degrees Celsius. Um, so this is the backend piece. This is the Cosmos piece. And again, this data would come from an IoT hub. This data would come from um, uh, some sort of, of, of process that is getting data through your telemetry stream, uh, aggregating it, storing it, and then you later on will go through and process this data and turn it into um, intelligence, turn it into action. So let's go ahead and, and do a little more digging in. Let's look at the logic apps themselves. Uh, here on the logic app, we'll go into the logic app designer. Uh, let me scroll up just a little bit. Uh, you see here, there looks like there's a lot of steps, but it's, it's again, the, the beauty of logic apps is it's very sort of serialized process. Uh, here, the very first process is, let's wait to trigger on an HTTP request. Uh, in the demo, this is just a simple HTTP request that we're sending from something like um, Postman or Fiddler. Uh, in real life, this will come from some other backend automated system, right? Uh, maybe it's, it's uh, event grid and it's monitoring um, things being posted into uh, your SQL database, et cetera. Once those things are getting, or, or your Azure, uh, your Cosmos database, once those things uh, are triggered, then we go through this logic app. This logic app is very straightforward. Um, right out of the store, we just fill in the data. Uh, we're monitoring our telemetry database, looking at this collection. Uh, and once uh, we're kicking off, we actually then go off and um, execute this stored procedure. Um, so we go through, we get the stored procedure, we run the stored procedure. Uh, and then the output of that, we do a little bit of parsing of the JSON so that only the value we're looking at is the, the average. Uh, we're creating a little bit of decoration um, for the contract itself, creating things like a timestamp. And then we're going in and executing um, the Ethereum Logic App connector. Now this connector here is going to take that information, take the average, take the timestamp, um, and execute the smart contract function. Now let me show you the contract function here in some detail. Here you see on MonRemix, I have a contract deployed. Uh, this is the contract we're gonna be interacting with. It's a, again, a simplified version of the refrigerated transport sample um, that we have uh, for Workbench, uh, or for the rest of the development kit. Uh, we are posting this exact contract uh, as part of this, this walkthrough, so don't worry about the changes. You can use this contract verbatim. It's in the, it's in the walkthrough. Um, and as I was mentioning earlier, we're going to execute or interact with this ingest telemetry function. Um, this function takes in two parameters, temperature and timestamp. You saw how we were creating those earlier. And then based on those two parameters, uh, it does something very, very simple. It just looks to make sure the incoming temperature is between the max and the min value. And if it is, um, everything is good. If it's not, we will send a uh, compliance status to false. Now, assuming everything is between 
uh, the min and the max parameters, then the rest of this contract is just executed um, as sort of the normal business process. Uh, I may transfer an asset responsibility. For example, if I'm sending it with a shipper, I transfer it to the shipper. When it gets to the destination, and maybe I transfer it back to the recipient. When the entire smart contract is complete, then I go ahead and maybe uh, complete this contract and close it out. So it's a super simple, very, um, uh, I think, easy to follow process. Um, you can see here various states. You can see I've already deployed it to uh, Ethereum, um, Ethereum Ledger in Azure. So let's go back to our Logic app now. Um, and let's actually go ahead and run this. Um, so we're going to run through this process. And again, this process is kicked off by an HTTP request from, um, in my case, I'm using Fiddler. You can use anything you want. Um, there's great examples of how to create these post requests uh, online. Again, the code is in our, our repo, so you don't have to um, go dig through it. You can just find it. But let's just go ahead and execute this post request. And you can see this post request is super trivial. Let's go ahead and execute it. Uh, it takes a second or so to execute. It's done. Let's go through and see what just happened. So inside, uh, we're going to go through and we're going to look at uh, an the results of what just happened here. Here you see I'm looking at my runs history um, for this logic app. Uh, you see all the green checks are good things. When I hit that HTTP request, my stored procedure executed. If I click into that, you can see the output of my stored procedure was 2.8 degrees. You see here the parse JSON will parse that value and take just the 2.8 out. Uh, timestamp, um, creation, etc. But let's go ahead and look at the smart contract execution. So uh, I have that smart contract address. This is the address that I get back um, uh, when I deploy the contract into my ledger. Uh, you see here a value, um, timestamp. Uh, we're normalizing to a base unit of 10 for further processing later, uh, but this is that 2.8 that was put in there um, earlier. Uh, and then you see here the action of this logic app is to give me the transaction hash. Uh, and really what this tells me is that that information was added to the chain. It was mined. Here's the hash of where that data um, now really exists. The next part of that logic app is just for demo purposes to look and show um, what's going on right now in the contract. So you see at that address, um, I have things like uh, sensor types, I have counterparties, I have my range, min and max, um, but I also have the timestamp I just put in, right? This is the current timestamp, and you see compliance status. The 2.8 or 28, so that it was normalized properly, uh, is between the values that we stated were min and max, um, and it all worked great. So again, I think it's a super simple um, example um, that does a lot of, of, of what could be very difficult to program, um, very painful sometimes to program activities, and makes it very simple. Uh, this takes maybe 15 minutes to create the logic apps. Uh, you saw running it took me literally 30 seconds, uh, but I think it shows a lot of the great power uh, of logic apps um, for Azure, for uh, Cosmos, for Ethereum, um, and how putting all those together uh, creates some pretty compelling end-to-end um, uh, -end demos. So anyway, so I hope you enjoyed this episode of Block Talk. Um, please follow us on Twitter at MSFT Blockchain, or please subscribe to us uh, on YouTube. Thank you.